Hello, this is Dr. Eggman interrupting this broadcast to beckon you not listen to the new Sonic Adventure Games Club over at patreon.com slash supernpcradio. Do not sign up at the $10 DJ Toad tier to get all new episodes of Sonic Adventure Games Club. Do not support patreon.com slash supernpcradio's in-depth coverage of Sonic Adventure and those godforsaken chows. Support me, Dr. Eggman. I stand for progress. I stand for Sorry to ruin your fun, egghead, but no one can stop people from listening to the Sonic Adventure Games Club over at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. Freaks love this stuff. Right, Otacon? That's right, Sonic. I just missed myself. Yo, foiled again. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, the podcast where I, your host, Connor McCabe, normally bring on a guest to hear from them about a meaningful video game from a particular moment in their life. On the show, we talk as much about what made playing that particular game special or memorable all the way up to uh, to the present day as we will get into the context of how and when they had this meaningful time with it in their life. A little bit of housekeeping up top is uh, there's a bunch of ways you can support the show. First of which, uh, anything that we um, we plug today on the show, myself or our guests, you can find a link in the show notes. You can go and click. Um, but if you want to do some Googling, feel free because we're all over social media. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Blue Sky. So if you search for us there, call me by your game or click the link in the show notes, you'll find us. You can give us a follow to see what episodes we have coming out when learn more about our guests and how you can support them, and even see the cool art that I make for every gosh darn episode. You can also support the show a few different ways. One is by leaving us a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts, and the most helpful way to do that is by giving us one of the five-star variety. If you leave a review anywhere besides Apple Podcasts, I can't read it, so DM me with that, and I'd love to shout you out because it means a lot to get uh, nice, wonderful reviews from some lovely people uh, because it makes us uh, feel really nice and also helps more people find the show. You can share the show with a friend, whether they love video games in general or the games we're discussing on particular episodes. Uh, You can join the Discord. You can DM us on social media for a private link to our lovely Discord where we're talking about every show on the network, music, movies. We're shooting the shit. We do it all over there. Um, And lastly, you can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash supernpcradio where you can find a bunch of bonus content and podcasts from this show, and all other shows on our network, including our current Sonic Adventure Games Club, where we're going through Sonic Adventure in a book club-style format every freaking Friday at the DJ Toad tier. It's been a blast. Folks, that'll do it for the housekeeping. Today, we have a very special episode on tap for you. Many months ago, nine months to be exact, I had a birthday. 
So that means all of you are going to have to remember nine months ago is my birthday. So in three months, I better be hearing from a lot of people. And on this birthday, I had a few friends on this show to do a special episode where we ranked our personal top 10 favorite video games of all time. It was so much fun, and I've been sitting on it for a while, and I'm happy to announce that today we are bringing that format back, and not only are we doing this today, but we're going to be doing this monthly here on the podcast. So the last episode every month, I'm going to have past guests on uh, your old favorites from Call Me By Your Game to list their top 10 favorite games of all time, and I'm going to be updating you on my top 10 as well. So it should be fun. But folks, I've already teased that I've got guests on the show. So we've got three wonderful people, people that I just can't stop asking to do podcasts with me. So please welcome, first and foremost, from episode two, Metal Gear Solid, please welcome Mikey Stevens. How you doing? How's it going, Connor? How you feeling? Feeling great. Uh, I feel like my brain hasn't fully woken up today. Like Mm -hmm. I've been up since like 7.30. I went to an exercise class. I've like eaten a meal, I've had coffee, but I'm I'm just not like as coherent as I normally am. That's how I'm doing. Did you do your classic uh, three lines of cocaine that you do every morning? I knew I forgot something. <laughs> That's what I'm here to do, buddy. So make sure <sighs> you're to, so helpful. Make sure to rip uh, those how are you lines. Doing, I'm glad I'm to good, have man. you back on. Good, happy to be here. Uh, I can't remember what was the last one I did. It was the co-op. The Ori. Yeah, you've been, blind you've been on a bunch of co-op episodes. Yeah, yeah. Which was, uh, <laughs> that was such a fun episode. Uh, it it quickly pivoted, I feel like, into us like ripping that game apart. Wait, are you talking about Ori? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, I came in kind I of being realize... like, hey man, I had a good time. And then, uh, who was it? it was, I think it was Teo. I think it was, was Teo. That? And he was just like, man, yeah. fuck this game. Uh, yeah. That was super fun though. Uh, anyway, man, happy to be here. Happy to be back. Hey, it's good having you back. We've got another wonderful guest. You might even remember back from episode 10. We actually re-released this episode this year. Super Mario 64. Please welcome Jacques Maladou. Hey, Connor. Good to see you. Good to see you, pal. Happy to have you back. Uh, A co-op veteran yourself. I can't remember, though, the last time I had you on a co-op episode. I'd I'd have to look it up. Yeah, I I actually, like, I was wondering, like, do you still have my phone number? (laughs) Hmm, let me um, go ahead and check that. I haven't heard from you in so long. I, I I just assume you lost it. It's like not a big deal, but like. Oh yeah. Okay. I'll uh I'll text you because I I actually saved yours. So um, cool. Just just in case, you know, I am looking. I didn't have you on a co-op episode, but you did do May's co-op episode on Dark Souls with the Jeremy hosted. So it takes Jeremy hosting for you to be on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um. Well, happy to have you here, but we have one more guest we've got to introduce. All the way back from episode 24, this person brought on Mist to discuss. Please welcome to the microphone, Courtney Venez. Hi. Hi, Jacques. Hi, Mikey. Hi, Hello. Connor. Hey, Courtney. Thanks for hey. inviting me. You are so welcome. Mist, you know, what, a, what a brave game. Were you? Did you basically just go, and what is it? And what the heck is this? The whole time? <laughs> yeah. I did the whole. That was me the whole episode. I was like, "What? What is this? What, what even is, is this game?" Yeah. That's like a. That's a nice little thesis summary for the hour and a half Connor and I <laughs> talked. It was just me saying that over and over again. The, when we did your episode, so the thing about the difference was that you were one of the first like ten or so remote episodes, Courtney, mm-hmm. and I was still using ZenCaster where. 
there was no video, so we were just he- like it was like we were That's on a right. phone call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which like was I gotta say like I really appreciate having a, a like a face to look at it. It's the, it even helps I think fill like the the momentary silence. You can at least see someone winding up to talk mm-hmm. um, or paying <laughs> attention. You don't wonder if they're gone. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. much harder to get distracted also when there's yes. video, and I am very easily distracted. So <laughs> <laughs> I think I very specifically like set myself up in like a way where it was like, no, you have to focus on the phone call. Um, and I recorded it on my bedroom floor. I remember, Amazing. I do remember that. I had like a weird setup. Like I hadn't, we hadn't figured out our pandemic setups yet. Mm-hmm. So, yes. you know, we, was it pandemic or was yes. it? Yes. Okay, this was, great. I'm looking at the release date now, May 27th. 2020 amazing. is when that came out. That's um, amazing. So funny you, wow. that you mentioned that, Courtney. I remember recording an episode of something else sitting in a laundry basket on my like <laughs> wired <laughs> I plug in iPhone, like speaking into the little this little part, the little volume yeah. control in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sitting in the laundry. In oh, the how far we've all come. Yeah. We've come so far. Come a long way. Mm-hmm. I'm really proud of us. We've all grown so much. Uh, well, folks, uh, I, you know, my goal too on these episodes is I, I want to have like as much as I can. I mean, sure. It's going to go out the window at some point, but past guests on who are friendly. So you three were a perfect group of three to bring on for this episode. I'm so excited to hear from you. Uh, but before we get into that a little bit, just cause it's been a minute. Um, and I could have done this before the show. Um, Jacques, who are you? Who is this person who's on the on the podcast? What do you want to share about yourself? And is there anything that you have to plug today, whether it's social media or artwork you've done? Yeah, I'm a writer of erotic thrillers. Um, it combines the suspense of classic Hitchcockian thrillers with lots of sex and sexy mm. intrigue. And all my stories follow a similar structure of how are they going to get what they want to solve this problem? And the answer is more sex. And mm-hmm. that's it's a kind of formula. Yeah. So if you want to get some of that, you can find me on Instagram at Jockness Monster. Gorgeous. Uh, Mr. Mr. Mikey Stevens, um, my yes. friend, Hello. who are you? What do you want to plug today? Oh, man, I'm just a guy trying his best. You know, I'm just <laughs> I'm just out here just trying my best, just trying stuff. Uh, yeah, you can uh, occasionally uh, find me on a stage at UCB. Uh, performing with my Herald team, Bitchin. Um, you can find me on th- the socials. Uh, I'm at Mikey Loves Mikey on Instagram, and I have a TikTok. I don't know what the hell I'm doing on there, but it's uh, Tiki Mikey Talky. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you can f- follow me there, and I'll be d- giving my cats names every day. Yeah. Uh, c- can I ask you about this? Sure. And this is actually, guys, this was a ruse. I really, not, I'm not going to actually do the episode. I just wanted to interview Mikey about uh, what am I naming my cats today. But <laughs> okay, fair. Did that start because that was something you were doing around the house and you were like all the time and you were like, I'm just going to put this on social media? Yes. Is that a question? Yes. It was a question, but yes. I'm glad that I had the answer <laughs> to it. Uh, yeah, I, I got to, I always got to shout out uh, my girlfriend because she was like, uh, she, she gets really mad at me um, because she's general? no, she'll like try to film me and I'll be like, stop, stop filming me. She's uh-huh. like, well, then you do it. You film, you show these people 
that you're doing this all the time. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I like I was like, you know what? She's right. Um, and then I yeah, because I, I was literally naming them. I was like coming out and I was about to just give them like I do every day. Uh, and I was like, eh, I'll just see what happens. I'll film it. People been really digging it. So I've been like, yeah, fuck it. I'll try to do this every day. I'm already doing it. So, yeah. you know, um, and I'm always hunting for stuff like that. Like what's feasible for me mm-hmm. um, that because uh, I think the the real challenge is doing it every day. And so I have to like kind of set myself up with the simplest thing. And it helps that it's like I'm already doing this every fucking day. So, uh, yeah, man, that's where it came from. Thanks for thanks for checking them out. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Genuinely, so <laughs> like opening social media every day, I'm like, if it's not there when I open it, I'm like, it's going to be there at some point, And I'm looking forward to whatever it is. Wow, man. That's that's I think the nicest thing somebody can say about uh, what you're doing. So thank you, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah, my Mikey, gotcha. I hope I never learn what your cat's real names actually are. <laughs> <That> was, uh, <laughs> I never want to know. A friend of mine left a comment. She was like, do they have actual names? And I was, <laughs> commented back. Honestly, I was like, I probably. I don't know what the point of even like naming pets is because I don't like I don't think I it's, ever even like you know, call my pets by their names. C- certainly. And specifically not cats because cats don't give a shit what you call they them. Don't. Like they mm-hmm. don't. They're not running, responding to their right. name, quote unquote. Um, yeah, their name might as well just be like the sound of a can opening. That's right. That is exa- <laughs> a, a bag of treats opening. And they're like, oh, that's yeah. my name. Uh, <laughs> I'm I actually, uh, I call my pets by their game. Uh, Ooh, what I do is wow. I, uh, I have them come on and wow. I, I talk to them about like a game that's meaningful oh, from their lives. I love this. That's great. Yeah. Wow. That was incredible. It's weird to hear someone else say that. <laughs> what a segue, Jacques. That was world class. 10 out well, of 10. Yeah, listener, definitely, I mean, I'll have a link in the show notes, but definitely check out Mikey's social media For and sure. Jacques' Instagram, too. Um, Courtney Vinay's. Hi. Um, hey. Who I'm are Courtney. you? What do you want to plug? Um, I'm just a silly little goose, and <laughs> I just want to plug friendship. Uh, let's all sail away on the friendship, you guys. Um, wow. So that's that's me. An actor, an actor, uh, <laughs> no. uh, uh, sometimes a streamer, a, a video game voice actor. Courtney does a lot. A lover. Mostly just silly little goose. That's like 99.9% of it. Everything else sort of like, you know, it's like the space between the puzzle pieces. Um, I guess you could follow me on Twitch where I do stream games occasionally and... Uh, I'll actually probably be doing that a lot more come September. Um, Ooh. I don't know why I gave it with that intonation. It's just that it's a thing I've been thinking about and I miss streaming. And uh, I'm going to stream again. Anyway, twitch.tv slash Gordonberry. Gorgeous. Uh, uh, sorry, well, Connor, real quick. I forgot to oh, add yeah. that. I'm just a silly little goose also. <laughs> and it's important that people know that about me too. I'm just a silly little goose. And so that's important. Just a silly yeah. I didn't want to put that on you, but I'm glad that you spoke up. Yeah, I didn't know we got to share that vulnerable side of ourselves, but when Courtney did it, I felt empowered, and I, I just want you to know I'm a silly little goose. So you're in a safe space. Thank and you. You are uh, you are a silly little goose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is so True. great to watch. I love watching <laughs> this. <laughs> well, my silly little geese. 
why don't you come along with me on a silly little exercise. Folks, we're going to get right into it. Today, the four of us are going to be listing our top 10 favorite video games of all time. And getting into a little bit, this is a this is some stuff that I was telling the crew right before the podcast, and they were like, why are you telling us that now? I could have used this in a text before, but just so that the listener is aware of what we're about to do. Um, folks, there's no rules on whatever people's lists are. I haven't told these people that you can only have one game from a franchise, or these are your favorite games from just your childhood. This is whatever these lists are to people because they're probably going to mean different things throughout the series. Uh, it's whatever we want them to be. Um, and so, yeah, there's no freaking rules. And I will say whatever we walk away with today, whatever our lists end up being, that is something that we can all be judged upon and they are never changing except mine, which will change every episode. Sound fair to everybody? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds yeah. fair. I see okay, no problem cool. with that. Yeah. So if you mm-hmm. if you make a controversial choice today, just know that uh, you will be tried for it. Um, so if I accidentally say Legend of Zelda forever, it's Legend <laughs> of Zelda. See that we're actually hoping for. Okay, that would be fun for me. Um, a few when we did the first episode, uh, the way I'm going to kick all of these off is that I'm going to be updating my top ten list briefly before we spend time on everybody else's. Uh, so uh, I. I like had made edits to the Google Doc, so I there have been some slight tweaks to my original top ten. But here it goes, folks, and I'll save honorable mentions for the end of the episode in case any of you have. But uh, number ten on my list currently, a game I've played twice, is Shadow of the Colossus. Number nine, a game I played once, played last year for the first time. This is one of the most recent games on my list. I have Portal Two. Uh, number eight, I have Halo Combat Evolved. Uh, number seven, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. Number six, Super Smash Bros. Melee. Uh, number five, Backyard Baseball 2001. Number four, Pokemon Silver. Number three, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Number two, Super Mario 64. And number one, The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Uh, heavy N64 list at the top. I mean, the top three are still in 64 games. There's two Zelda games on this list. Um, I think the newest game out of all of these is from 2011, which is Portal 2. So like I have a heavy older list. So who knows? But that's my little update for you. So I'll be curious to see how that changes on the next one, listener. Um, Folks, what I'm going to have each of you do is we are going to be counting down just like I did from our uh, our number 10 to our number one, and we're going to go uh, in... Uh, we're basically going to bounce around. So we'll go through everyone's 10. The person who says they're 10 last, we'll do number nine and so on. So first and foremost, we're going to go ahead and start with Mr. Episode 2 himself, Mikey Stevens. Mr. Ooh. Stevens. Wow, wow. And, and also, you can say as much or as little about the game as you want. I hope you say something. Sure. Um, uh, but... Mr. Stevens, hit us with your number 10. Okay, and as Connor stated before, he didn't really give us the rules. So for me, these are kind of, this is kind of a list of number ones, but there's 10 of them. Uh, so that's Fair. kind of rules that I put on myself because I was like, you know what? Ranking these, too hard. Uh, hurting my brain. So I'm just going to list 10 games that uh, are my, in my, 10 of those. 
Okay. Yes. And that's a that's a that's all the explanation you're getting. <laughs> well, uh, it's interesting you say that because these lists are official, so the order you say them in will in fact matter. That's fine. So that's fine. Okay. It's going on your permanent record. <clears throat> but just so you know, this is <laughs> the n- okay. number one of ten number ones. Okay, here we go. <laughs> you mean number ten of ten number ones? Sure. Doesn't matter. Uh, you. <laughs> you could reverse it. Uh, so at number one, I got uh, my tenth number one is. I'm so, I'm so angry. <laughs> Me too. Uh, is GTA San Andreas. Ooh. And uh, GTA San Andreas. Uh, I think for me, uh, growing up, it's like it encapsulated everything that I thought was cool as a child, which is hilarious, but like just <laughs> grew up idolizing gangster culture and specifically West Coast gangster culture and gangster rap. That's like that was everything. Uh, so like being able to live in that universe uh, as an adult man, I'm not like g- trying to glorify the violence or anything, but as a video game playing person who also loves uh, the soundtrack, which I think is really tied for Vice City having the I think the best GTA soundtrack, but I put I lean a little bit more GTA San Andreas just because um, just because of it like really speaks to my childhood and, and how I grew up and stuff. Um, and I had to pick one of the San Andreas's or one of the GTAs. Uh, if I'm being honest, I think the best like story is Vice City, and I mm. think the actual best GTA gameplay wise is GTA Five. But if we're talking Mikey's favorite, it's San Andreas, and I really hope they remake this one and kind of update it because it had a it was insane when it came out. I remember it. Um, freezing my PS2 at the time because I don't know if you guys remember this one but it had the three different cities it was like this game was meant to come out on a way better more capable system Um, because it had uh, Los Santos San Fierro and then like a Vegas type Hmm. city and it was just a massive game I mean this game went nuts with like you could jump out of a plane and parachute you could like it was crazy. Um, but yeah, so number 10, number one, at number one, my 10th one, GTA San Andreas. This is the GTA game that, well, first of all, I'll tell everyone, I've never played a Grand Theft Auto. Okay. Yeah. And so, this is the one that I want, like this or three, I think are the ones I would like to start with. Yeah. This one, so GTA, to break it down, Grand Theft Auto. Um, comes from the OG games that were like top-down bird's eye, which I also loved as a kid. When I first played one of those, I was like, this is incredible. Um, Yeah, I think to me, the most fun to be had in GTA is actually like not the Mm storyline. It's like, how long can you run from the cops? (laughs) That's like the joy of it. Um, I remember when GTA 3 came out, uh, but yeah, essentially, to break down the game, you're uh, you're a criminal of some sort who the real crux is like going around stealing cars. Um, but the games, of course, get more elaborate than that. But that's like the fundamental part of it. You're running around, stealing cars, and just running from the cops. That's like a real summarized version of the game. Um, uh, San Andreas, set in Los Angeles, set in the 90s, so set like 
you know, primetime death row records shit, mm-hmm. like they're killing the game type shit. Um, and uh, yeah, you're like a neighborhood dude, part of a gang, and you can like recruit homies to go do <laughs> dirt, basically. Uh, but yeah, to me, the real joy is like, I have such fond memories of being in a room with a bunch of my homies, passing the controller off uh, to like, and it would be like, you stayed on the game as long as you didn't get caught by the cops. So, but yeah. you had to like, you couldn't like just be doing peaceful driving. Like you had to like try to get what they're called stars, which is like when yes. you get to five stars, the military comes after you. That's when the SWAT team comes yes, out. Yes, yes. <laughs> so you have it's- to like push it and you have to get stars and to see how long you can like run and survive. And uh, I just think it's such a fun loop. Um, I don't think, I you know, uh, again, the rules weren't specified. But if I had to like kind of talk about some of the best loops in video gaming, that's such a genius one. It's evergreen. It's so fun. It's great. So, yeah. I love it. Dang, you really sold that one. That's a great uh, t- ten, 10th first one, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mr. Stevens, Jacques Molyneux, let's hear your number 10. My number 10 is a small game that I love that I've talked about a ton called Papers, Please. I, uh, mm-hmm. It's one of these games that is just, it's the video games, this art conversation. Uh, I love satire more than anything. It's a game where you play as a border agent in like a fictional Soviet Union, East West Berlin kind of situation. Um, and what I love the most about this game, which you literally just check documents for inconsistencies is the actual gameplay. Um, but is it satirizes how like, like arbitrary borders are, how like oppressive regimes control people, all these things. But what I love the most is how it's really about this choice to do your job, even when it's morally wrong but you have to do it because you need money to exist in society. And they put you in these situations that are so terrible. It'll be like a woman's coming through and she's like, please don't let the guy behind me through. Cause he's going to put me into sex. He's going to like sex traffic me essentially if you let him through. And so he comes through and his documents are perfect. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with him. If you reject him, you won't get money. If you don't get money, your family won't have food or heat and they'll get sick and die. So you're in the situation where you're like, do I do the right thing or do I do the wrong do thing? My and job. My job yeah. and keep playing. It's brilliant. I love it so much. Dang, what a series of conundrums. Uh, that's Lucas Pope, right? Yep. I... I I'm so I was so tempted to be like I've played this game, but I'm not going to bring it up because who knows if it gets brought up today. But Papers Please for Jacques, that's one I definitely want to get into at some point. Uh, awesome, Courtney, it's time for your number ten. Okay, um, my number ten is um, a formative game for me. I think it was uh, one of the first like more modern games that I ever actually beat uh, on my own. And it's sort of what opened a big door for me into actually playing video games like as an adult. Um, and it's the PS2 version of God of War, the very first mm. one. Oh. Um, yeah, I uh, I loved 
that game. I loved mm-hmm. ripping wings off of harpies. I loved, <laughs> um, I loved his background then. You know, he like he already had a wife and a kid. He had a dark background. Yeah. Um, I like this game more than I like the two more recent God mm-hmm. of War games, mm-hmm. which is uh, a, an opinion that usually gets me in a little bit of trouble um, <laughs> because I'm sort of like, I don't care about the story. I don't care about the relationship with the kid. I want to hack and slash. I want to do a violence. I want to, unlike yeah. Mikey, I want to glorify a violence. Yep. Um, and I want to rip the wings off of harpies. Um, and yeah, that was the first game. I Not only did I beat it, uh, but I immediately went back to replay it on God mode, which I did not beat it on God mode. I got all the way to the very last scene where you're like fending off all these like harpies and monsters and you have to like protect your wife and your daughter. Um, and I could not beat that. But to be fair, like I uh, when I was playing it, I was house sitting at my in-laws house for like a month. And part of the oh, reason wow. I like to think I didn't beat it is because the house sitting ended and I, I left. But yeah, that was one of the the first games I ever played. So yeah, the PS2 version of God of War. And no story, no, like, it's so funny because the rest of my picks are pretty different from that one. uh, And the reasoning for my choices are very different. But that's like my game where I'm just like, give me the violence, give me the hack and slash. Like, uh, yeah, I love it. It's it's a wonderful game. It's my little happy place. Mm. Uh, It's a little happy place for me. So it's I love that you played it on the PS2, but years later, correct? No, it was 2006. <laughs> oh was, wow! It wasn't like terribly. Yes. It was, yeah, but it was it was 2006, just during a hot summer in Texas. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Courtney, God of War is your number ten, but I've got my question is, what's your number nine? Oh, my number nine. Okay, I'm putting two games in here because I'm a cheater and I hey. wanted to include both of them. And I think that they are simple enough. Um, I want you to know that I actually came up with like a whole rubric when I, like I attempted oh. to come up with like a rubric. Yes. It all felt, it all fell to shit. It all fully like <laughs> fell apart. Didn't work. I feel like you need to do an episode where we decide on a rubric for <laughs> a top 10. I think that would be super interesting. Um, okay. But anyway, so my, my number nines, are um, Inside and The Last of Us. Oh. And the way I justify putting both of those together is that they're both like these creepy dystopian horror, uh, like with body horror in them games. Um, Yeah, Inside is one that, I mean, I played years ago. It must have been like six or seven years ago now when I played it. And just like the image of that final, I think it's called the huddle, where like all these like bodies are like combined and rolling around. Uh, But it's great. It's got everything. It's a little bit puzzly. It's a little bit physics based. Um, It's got a story without, um, you know, it's more like you infer the story. Um, It has fun little death scenes. It's... It's creepy and weird, and I love it. And the same with with Last of Us. It's got, like, you know, dystopian, apocalyptic, end of the world. Um, That one is a little more, you know, narrative story driven. Um, And I think uh, my husband and I went back and replayed it right after the show came out. And I was like, okay, this is is a really good story that I could rewatch every couple of years. And... 
Um, that was one of the first games that he and I actually like played together, like passing the remote back and forth. Mm. Um, so it has a special little little place in my heart for that also. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that they they're similar. I could justify them being similar enough that they can share the number nine space. Hey, I, I had a tie on my first list. I think it was like a portal game or a Metal Gear Solid because I had just played them for the first time and couldn't pick. Uh, so I so all is fair here. Uh, that's fantastic. I've played Limbo, or most of Limbo, mm-hmm. but not inside. And and but I do have it. So uh, Jacques, let's hear your number nine. Sure. So my rubric was actually like I wasn't sure how to approach it, and my idea was what are games I care enough to talk about. Was sure. like genuinely like how I thought about it, mm. which ultimately I think led me to be the games that meant the most to me. Mm. Um, and this next one is the one that I don't have to talk about uh, at all. What do I have to say about Super Mario 64? You know, nice. it feels incredible to control. It's super fun to run around with him. The music's great. The levels are great. Uh, I do think it's interestingly, I go back to it still and play it, but it's a, uh, I think it goes into that it's fun if you grew up with it category, sadly. Sure. Uh-huh. I don't think it's like for everyone. I don't think it's like young people are going to necessarily latch onto it as much, but it means so much to me. It's a total nostalgia pick, but I but I still love playing though. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it was previously, the first time I did this list, it was my number three, but after we replayed it and talked about it for the games club, I was like, this is my number two. Like, yeah. And it's real close to one. Uh, so I, I feel you there. Um, Mikey Stevens, number yes. nine fella. Yeah, and again, this is the number ninth number one. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned that, Jacques, because I very much did not uh, think about it like that. I think that's a uh, I think that you're smart, and that's a smart way to do this list. Uh, <laughs> I, however, did not pick things that I <laughs> could confidently talk at length about, but. Um, I did try to lean and see, this is, I will say one of my conundrums making this list was, um, uh, I didn't want to be too nostalgia picky, um, because I, controversial take, think games are getting better and the newer, the better, baby. Uh, so controversial hot take, (gasps) number nine best mario ever mario odyssey mario odyssey uh i wow. think yeah hot take um it's like in my top three marios so i can hear an argument for it being the best yeah for sure. i i just think it actually is the f- most fun i have ever had playing a mario um i think also, they do the little nods to the retro games all throughout yeah. it, and I think that scratches the itch enough for me that I'm like, oh, those are like included in Odyssey, you know, not at length, but it's such a, it's such like a classy nod or something. It's like very like, yeah, I don't know how else to describe that. It's done very gracefully, if you will, where they're like, hey, remember, remember the, remember our old hits kind of thing? And it's like, I do remember yeah. those. And then it's like, well, right back to the new shit. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I want. Uh, so, yeah, number nine, Mario Odyssey. Uh, arg- I argue the actual best Mario uh, game out there. The most fun. That game will be somehow six years old come late October. 
Yeah, Disgusting. and then and 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 to my point, the new one that's coming out, it's gonna be better. It's gonna be better. <laughs> so it's gonna be better. It's gonna be better. I can't wait. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty pumped for Super Mario Wonder this fall. Great pick for your number nine. Uh, and then how about your number eight, Stevens? Okay, so now we're getting into territory for me at number one of my eighth number one is. <laughs> Games that are ever-evolving and sort of just, like, as fun as you are a creative human being. Uh, So, number eight is a recent game that is still technically in early access, which is mind-blowing, is Valheim. The game Valheim. Uh, Valheim, I have a group of friends that I play a ton of shit with. I'm playing through Baldur's Gate 3 with uh, that same group. Oh, we know. We're all jealous of this other oh, group man. of friends it's, that exist. It, they're they're the best. I literally, <laughs> we met, I met them playing Team Fortress 2 from the Orange Box back then. We've literally been friends since like 2008 or whenever that game came out and just been playing ever since. Um, but yeah, so that's a game that like, if you have three other people to play with, you could do it solo too, but it's really fun to collaborate in those types of games and just get creative. Uh, it's a, like a Viking uh, sandbox game um, where the real fun is building ships and like exploring. Like you go out into the fucking sea and like search for other shit and like new, better materials and stuff. That game is a banger and I can't believe it's still in early access like it's such a polished incredible game at the first time it was available it's just like blows so many other games out the water i can't i like yeah anyway when it officially releases it's yeah it's a great game great game but it's one of those that's like constantly being updated constantly being added to only improving and again i say it's like it's at the mercy of your creativity so if you don't like it, maybe you're just not that creative. I don't know. Maybe you're, maybe <laughs> I've you're been not hearing about creative. this game from Teo since it came out. Yeah. And I just looked it up on Steam because I kind of forgotten it existed, but I've always been interested in it. And I'm going to try to get on this early access list to eventually be able to play it. No, you could just you could just you could just get in there. Really? Yeah. That's how early access works. It's just like you're agreeing to like the game not being complete, right? Like, oh, I see. They're looking for feedback. I, you know, I never give feedback. I'm not like, whatever. But that's like what they want. They want like you to be <laughs> no, like, say hey, it. I, I found a bug. Hey, I found, you know, some problems. Uh, I ain't going to do that. I'm just going to check the game out. <laughs> but uh, that's what they're looking for. Um, gotcha. Me, and, okay. me and Jeremy ran around a little bit in there. So, yeah, if you, got, if you wanted to do a little running around, let me know, man. It's a, it's a good time. It's a a fun game. I think we should do that. That would be awesome. Uh, Valheim, number eight for you. Jacques, how about your number eight? Uh, My number eight is Celeste. I I love difficult games. I was actually just talking to Courtney about this recently. Um, I, like, really love difficult games. I love a challenge, and I find it, like, really rewarding to succeed at that. You like to get good? Yeah, I like to get good. But the main stipulation, and this will come up with a couple other games on my list, is that I only like it when you feel like you're in total control of the character and responsible for whether you succeed or not. Otherwise, it's bad game design. Um, and I think this game is 
the peak of design. I'm like making my own 2D game right now. Ooh. It has light platforming. And if you watch YouTube videos on 2D platform controls, they're all going to reference Celeste. <laughs> Celeste does everything right in terms of how you want a character to feel in your hand. It's The gravity is amazing. The jumps feel great. Um, because as hard as it is, it's also it cheats on the player's behalf, actually. It does a few things that are like, uh, like you can t- touch half of her head onto a spike and it won't hurt you. Mm. Um, it has this thing called coyote time where when you're running, it's like a reference to Wiley Coyote. Um, so when you run off of a ledge, there's a f- you have a few frames that you're off the ledge oh, and you can still jump. The little cloud, the little... Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the game, as hard as it is, it actually supports the player a lot. Mm. And I think that's a real sweet spot, being like really tough, but actually like giving the player a little extra. That's mm. fascinating. I also yeah. think that the story, while admittedly like a little bit emo, is, uh, <laughs> is really beautiful. I I love that it was made by a trans creator coming to terms with their sexual sexuality because it's like you play the game and it's about overcoming this insurmountable challenge and even though they weren't out as trans at the time and they were I don't know if they were struggling to come out or if they were still figuring it out the story of the game feels like their true soul inside telling that story mm. like it actually feels like a story of a person struggling to like be themselves and believe in themselves above all else. And it feels beautiful in the, in the game's own story, but like knowing more behind it, it's just like 10 out of 10, the best. That, and also the music is though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. The music Sheesh. is like as good as it gets. Yeah. It's like all a female banger. composer and she just like, it's just banger after banger. Yeah. Yeah. Real good. Yeah. That game, like I got, I think I played it, right as it came out and just couldn't put it it was one of those games that i really couldn't put down mm-hmm. it was just it was so fun and and i've played it one time since and that was the time the story really uh hit with me uh and i particularly loved the resu- like the resolution with you know the main character and also their like dark side that they're dealing with i love how they handled it um yeah yeah it was it's great um courtney I bet um, you've got a number eight on your list. I, I do. How did you know? Um, oh. My number eight is Stardew Valley. Oh, it's, of course. Um, you know, it's a great game. Uh, I feel like everyone's played it at this point. <laughs> um, I love playing it co-op. Uh, I think for me, that's kind of the best way to play because I am that person who loses track of time. And yeah. like, I will be on my computer for like four days straight in like a shrimp, you know, <laughs> position, like just being like, ooh, my, you know, my cabbage patch has come <laughs> yeah. in, like time to collect. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> a mayonnaise. I made a mayonnaise. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, and so I like to play it with other people because it sort of forces me to like go new places, try new things. Things, and there's also no way to like pause the game when you're playing co-op uh, and so time keeps going so you kind of just have to like you have to you stick with it and then you also have to like set boundaries for yourself and other people are like hey Courtney maybe it's time to stop playing um, which is helpful but man what a great and that's another game that was only made by one person right yep. Concerned yep. Ape was one one person um, yeah, he made it to hopefully get jobs in the video game industry 
Oh, to wow. hopefully. I, 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 yeah, I hope <laughs> he can get some jobs now. <laughs> yeah. But it's so good. It's so, like, it's got everything. It's got story. It's got great animation. It's got quirky little writing. Um, it's got some romance in there. Music. Yeah, music, it, crafting. It's just, what a fun little world. Like, mm-hmm. I, uh, wait, has everybody here played it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, my God. Connor, get on it. It's Duh. been... It's been on my like rainy day list since it came out, yeah. and I just haven't made the time for it yet. Don't you yeah. want to be, be a so good on a rainy day collecting yeah. cabbage, Connor? <laughs> don't you? Want don't you that? want? Don't that? you want to get a little pony and name your pony? Don't you want to have Gen- a farm? Like the don't majority to, of yeah. go ahead, Jacques. So don't you want to hook up with the football star? I do. Don't you? So bad. Connor, don't you? Connor, do you like but making mayonnaise or not? <laughs> huh? I do. I do. Uh, Courtney, my experience with this game has been watching you stream this game. Ah, yeah, yeah. baby. It's Which is so, it's very so fun. fun. It's, uh, man, it's great. It's well, it's one of those games that you, like, I'll stream and people pop in out of nowhere and they're just like, I love this game. And then they, like, leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it very much. Um, man, what a good time. Now I want to play some Stardew Valley. Oh. Go ahead. Yeah. P- bring it up on your yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? You asked me a question? Sorry, uh, I'm romancing a girl with purple hair. <laughs> Sounds nice. Uh, well, Stardew Valley's your number eight. What is your number seven? Uh, my number seven is a little game called Unpacking. Oh. played it? Yeah. It's, what a delight. What, like, what a lovely story. Uh, this is a game I love very much for its ability to tell a story without using any dialogue. There's almost no, like, words at any point, like, on the screen. Uh, you basically learn all about this, like, young woman over the course of her life uh, just by unpacking her boxes and setting her up in new places. And there are some moments that are... Uh, like very illuminating. There's some moments that are devastating and heartbreaking. It's all just like context clues. Um, it has so many different sound effects for when you not only yeah. like unbox something, but like put things places. Um, it is, it's got some like really great mechanics. I, I don't want to say too much about it because so many beautiful things happen and they're Big, they're just like big, beautiful surprises. Um, you find yourself like really interested and enamored by this this main character who you you know pretty much never see. You just see like their room or their living situation, um, and you're really like rooting for them, and you really like know this character. And despite the fact that you never directly interact with them or you know watch them really interact with other people, it's great. It's a fairly short game. I think I played it in about six hours, but it was on stream, so in reality, it's probably like a four-hour game. Mm. Um, but highly recommend it. Like really, really great. Like narrative storytelling just really blew me away. Yeah, very creative, very charming, and even just like the presentation, which is sim. I would describe as simple, like. That's what got me in to play it, and I would assume a lot of people, because, uh, like, the storytelling and stuff you're talking about, you, like, ideally you don't, wouldn't know until you play. Uh, but that's awesome. Your number seven is unpacking. Uh, Jacques Molladou, I would love to know your number seven. Well, Connor, let me tell you, it's a bit of a saucy pick. <gasps> it's a little saucy. 
Wow. I think Mikey could probably guess what it is. Ooh. Maybe he can't, but it if number, we number have the seven same pick, that's gonna be is crazy. Baldur's Gate three. Oh Ooh. we don't. Saucy pick though. The newest game, likely the newest game on the list. I, I don't want to speak this. too soon. I considered this. I'm it's, glad you I'm glad you put it on there. It, I'm two thirds the way through, so maybe it really shits the bed Ooh. in the third <laughs> last third. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think so. But also based on divinity, maybe. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty much everything I want in an RPG. I, I think the story they've created with the characters, all the writing, the choice making is incredible. Uh, I, I just like love Larian's whole approach to everything. I love the, like, I feel like I'm just talking about sex a lot, but like, uh, it's a very sex positive game and I love how they approach relationships. It's very like f- for adults, not like. Oh, you're together. I said this in the other podcast with Mikey. It's not like this world where you court someone for a year and a half and then finally sleep together. Like, yes. It's 2023, baby. That's not how it works. Yeah. Uh, Kiss me this in game the mouth in that now. Universe. Kiss me yeah. right now. Yeah. And then um, I love the, this is going to be a through line for other games moving forward too, is the customization of a character and giving you a variety of choices and how you want to approach challenges is something I love. Mm-hmm. I like love being like, I'm playing it this way, and I know Mikey's not playing it that way, mm-hmm. and I know my other friends aren't playing it that way, and I can't wait to replay the game trying it from a different angle. Um, I'm playing my one solo run, I'm playing another run with a couple friends, and I'm just, when I beat it, I'm gonna immediately start playing another one. I love it so much. Did you play this in early access? I actually or were didn't. You just defini- a Divinity fan. I, I'm a huge Divinity Two fan, and like Shaboy Mikey, and I am. Uh, I wanted. I he. I know he played it in early access, but I was kind of just waiting. Gotcha. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, yeah. This is a game that I probably will never play. But I love hearing people talk about it and how passionate people are and the different things they're doing. So, like, hearing you two on that episode was fun. It's a blast. Uh, All right, so, Stevens, hit me with your number seven. Uh, This is probably, I guess, well, this is what I thought, where I thought you were going. I'll just say it. Uh, Slay the Spire. Oh! Slay the Spire. Um. Yeah, again, we're in territory that's very interesting for me in having created this list. Uh, I know the honorable mentions will be later, but there was we're getting into like the section where it was there was a lot of competition. I was like, mm-hmm. uh, do I do I need this style of game? Do I want this on my list? And I didn't think 2023 Mikey, like an older version of myself, couldn't have predicted that this would have made it on any list for me. I'll I'll say it like that. I'm not like, I was never a huge, I remember when Hearthstone came out, I was like, eh, this is kind of cool. I think maybe the second time a card game was kind of fun was Gwent in The Witcher 3, where I was like, okay, maybe I do like this card battling stuff a little (laughs) bit. And then Slay the Spire came out and was like, oh no, I like this shit. I I like this shit and I'll play this shit forever. Uh, I'll play this every day. Yeah. Yes. Is it like this? It's like you're sitting there like you're like, no, I'm like a basketball player. What yes. I do is I play basketball. That's right. And all your and all your friends are like, yeah, Mikey, you're a basketball player. And then there's a small part of you that's like, I also like cards. I like card games. <laughs> <laughs> Secretly, I also like cards. Don't tell anybody. At, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. When I 
when I, t when I tell you it's a little foreshadowing, there's no sports games on this list. Whoa! Crazy for me. Uh... And there was a lot of sports games competing, I will say, for this seventh slot. And instead, Slay the Fucking Spire makes it. Um, Mikey an incredible just moved game. from the jock table to the nerd table. <laughs> yeah. Fully, the musical movie's writing itself. Uh, yeah, I think um, this game's amazing. Um, this game's incredible. I think uh, it's something that I, I, I think is hilarious about this game this game's mechanics are so good that, like, I can't believe they bothered trying to make a story for this game. Yeah. What a waste of time. <laughs> I do not give a shit what's happening in the world. Uh, I don't care. Yeah, about... I don't care about none of that. This game, game mechanically, evergreen, can play forever, uh, will literally play forever unless something kind of takes me out of this like i have to be it's like oh you got to go to work stop playing slay the spire it's one of those types of games um it's amazing yeah number seven slay the spire great game i i i've got a little feeling we might be hearing from that game again how about your number six mr stevens number six uh sticking into uh sandboxy games that are uh up to your own creativity uh, tried tried Minecraft, not for me. Something about the art style, the design, not for me. Now Terraria, now we're talking. Terraria, best sandbox game out there still. Uh, they are somehow still making updates to Terraria. There's been like countless times where it's like, oh, we're moving on to a new game. We're we're making Terraria 2, and it's just all been like, nah, we'll just keep adding to Terraria, <laughs> which I fucking love because it's one of those games that, like, you can play differently every single time. Um, and every time I come back to it, there's, like, all this new shit in the game to, like, add to it and do new stuff. Um, I love Terraria. Uh, little little 16-bit uh, uh, art style. It's great. That's a great, great game. Terraria, number six. Wow. Um, looking at a video of it now. Uh, it came out May 16th, 2011. Wow. Uh, incredible. Um, well, Terraria is your number six, but I want to know what Jacques' number six is. My number six is the original Dark Souls. I, uh, I love all of FromSoft's games. Uh, I think I just like the world of this one. I know Mikey and I have talked about this extensively, but like a skeleton holding a sword is something that just tickles me right. I just like love a skeleton with a sword. It's so it's good, good. It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm not unique in this. I don't pretend. <laughs> um, but I, uh, it's a, I just like this one's really approachable. I think it's maybe a hair easier than some of them. I've played through it both as a knight and as a sorcerer. And kind of like with Baldur's Gate, I like that you can approach it so differently there's a bunch of different styles and i uh i feel like it's not an rpg in the classic sense of like building a party and huge amounts of story but it's an rpg in the sense that you do feel like a unique character in a world like it's immersive which i think is a a good rpg quality so yeah that's my number six hmm 
What what's the, like if you were to recommend a starting point for the Souls series? Is this a good starting point? It's hard. I think it is a good starting point, but it also just like looks like absolute shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like if you're okay with that, yes. In terms yeah. of gameplay, I think it is the most approachable. Okay. Like Bloodborne looks a lot cooler. Elden Ring looks a lot cooler. Bloodborne is so hard. I don't think it's the best starting one, even though it's mm-hmm. what I began with. Uh, I would say this one in personally. Okay. I don't mind. A, I don't mind something that looks like garbage. So I could. I could definitely do that. And I tried Sekiro. Uh, in fact, I own so Sekiro. So hard. And played it for two hours and was like, I just don't think this is for me. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Um, <laughs> So, uh, number six for Jacques, Dark Souls. Courtney, let's hear your number six. Uh, my number six I won't talk about for too long because I already did that on an episode of this <gasps> podcast. Oh. Uh, my number six is Mist. It's Woo. my formative game. It was, I played it in elementary school. Um, you know, a game that got me excited about games. I love puzzles. I loved the story. Um, and if you want to hear more about what I loved about it, listen to episode 24 <laughs> of Call Me By Your Game. Nice. Nice. Gosh, oh, yeah. Another one that, done. like, I still want to play that I have the player. I've told Courtney for over three years I've been, like, or three years ago, I found the player's guide at like a uh, at like a thrift store, and like the old PC player's guide. And I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna play through it, and then once I do that, I'm gonna give this to you." And I still haven't played it, but Courtney. <laughs> I want you to know that still belongs to you. I Thank just you gotta so play much. it once. I'm just <laughs> counting down the days. <laughs> Every day that Connor doesn't give it to me, I scratch a, <laughs> a, a line notch. in my wall. <laughs> yeah, that's um, great. It's fine. One day. One day. But yeah, great game. A classic. I love it. Well, why don't we go ahead and get into the our top, finally, our top fives. What's your number five? Um, okay, again, another game I talked about extensively on your podcast. <laughs> um, but this one, I think, is only for the Patreon uh, listeners. Uh, the Last Guardian. Oh, I, yes. Uh, I oh, really, cool. what a beautiful... Game, it really, it, oh my god, you give you give the main character like a pet, <laughs> like a giant bird dog, mm-hmm. a bird cat dog, uh, uh-oh, Courtney's heart is in it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm attached. That game was just so beautiful, amazing storytelling. I cried multiple times. I'm not sure if it's because it was actually sad or just because I was thinking about my own pets. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a sensitive soul when it comes to my animals. Um, just... Wow, so, so good. And it had like a, just a great balance of like combat, story, and um, like some, and some puzzles and some figure amounts. Yes. So really, really up my alley. That is my number five. I all, like had to include a Famito Ueda game, which is why Shadow is on the list, but like it easily could have been The Last Guardian. I, I also was really loved that game when I played it last year. And while it was, a you know it's a co-op episode but it's the one a year that i released for free last year so it is on the free feed if you want to listen to it with uh everyone with uh jacob geller who's like an amazing like uh like video game personality and youtube essayist uh that was so much fun talking to you too that was really cool that was a really fun episode it was a blast uh so that's your number five jacques why don't we hear your number five my number five is starcraft 2 
Ooh. I uh, I love real time strategy games. I always have. When I was young, I played the original slow ass Warcraft. Uh, before <laughs> Warcraft two came out, and then we got Warcraft two, then three. I love Command and Conquer, then Red Alert. Mm-hmm. In high school, my friends and I were obsessed with Age of Empires two. We would play it after school for like a whole year. Um, that would Dude. be my nostalgia pick. Um, but uh, Starcraft two is for me the one that kind of just gets everything right. In terms of being like really complex and strategic, but also like quick and fun. Yes. Uh, I like the three different races feeling super different. The Zerg are super creepy. I was just telling the story, <laughs> but I'll say it again. Uh, <laughs> it's like uh, I would play with my older brother, and we've played 9,000 matches together. This is my most played game of all time. Wow. I, um, but I would play with my older brother, mainly online, because he lives back in New Orleans. But when I'm in town, I'd sometimes bring my laptop and a mouse and sit in the room with him and play together, which is incredibly fun. Uh. And I remember my nephew, who was who's now like 13, but was like six at the time, watching us. And he was like, my brother plays as Protoss, I play as Terran. And we were playing against Zerg. And hearing my little six-year-old nephew go, I hate the Zerg. <laughs> 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 it was so funny and cute. Because uh, they're, they're scary. They're <laughs> scary. Um, anyway, I love it. I played recently with my brother. We still now are playing like once a week or so after oh, a few wow. years break. And like, it's crazy how the, I guess if you play 9,000 times, this happens. But like, the hotkeys are just like embedded in my brain. I'm mm-hmm. just like, I like, I feel, I, I go on the spectrum when I play StarCraft 2. I like enter it. If I'm not already on there, I am definitely on there playing <laughs> that. I am just like a, a robot person. That's just not what that is. But I'm like a one with the machine, and it's awesome. Please cut Wonderful. this. <laughs> what did you say? Please cut this part. Uh, <laughs> it, it's cut. Uh, I just texted you. I was listening to a podcast today, one of my favorite video game shows called Triple Click, and they just did an episode where they all uh, revisited StarCraft Two, and so I sent that to you for, for your listening pleasure. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Um, a game that I watched a friend play this a little growing up, and I, I I hopped on the keyboard, but I was like, "This is there's a learning curve here, but it's really fantastic." Uh, yeah. Mikey Stevens, your number five, please. Yeah, uh, sticking with my my ethos, um, number five, Metal Gear Solid, Snake Eater, the remake that's not out yet. Uh, because I'm sh- sure that that one's gonna be ah, amazing. Uh, uh, yeah, Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater. Um, in in it hilariously did Metal Gear Solid a uh, second episode. Uh, you did on on your podcast, but I actually think that Snake Eater is the best Metal Gear Solid. My favorite of the. Uh, series actually um thank you so much uh my girlfriend just very kindly delivered breakfast to me with complete wow. with a little smoothie okay okay you know very hats off fine. to abby thank you very much um but yeah uh snake eater i think uh i think uh i i think the jungle setting is my favorite like place to be in as snake I also think it's like a it, it's a much more creative stealth game in that there's a lot of like they kind of revisit this in five, but there's like a lot of a lot more what I'll say like daytime sneakiness, mm-hmm. which is for some reason like 
feels harder, obvious for obvious reasons, but uh, also more fun and more satisfying. I think like getting through the levels levels in that game. Um, I thought the uh, the like different color camo as like uh, but like different power ups or whatever, different like the different. I don't know how to describe it. Different. Uh, it was like depending powers. on your environment. Yes. Uh, to the game, I thought that was like super creative, dope system. Um, I'm really stoked that they're they're making a new Snake Eater. Number five, Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater. The best. I just one, the got actual the best one. I just got the pun of Snake Eater. I'm not <laughs> kidding. After 20 years, I just occurred to me. Congratulations. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Stevens, did you first play the original release or did you play, is it Subsistence where they then changed the camera? I played the OG, so I never played okay. Subsistence. Um, but um, I've liked, I've liked to some capacity every single Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. It was my introduction to stealth and I think it kind of introduced stealth arguably period um mm-hmm. which i've found that i and i talk about i've talked about this several times i don't love stealth as a genre actually no. but i love metal gear solid i yeah. think it has its like it's a it's always like a, a ragtag bunch which i love it's always uh um or like your rogues gallery of, of villains yes it's uh and it's always it just always the story like starts super grounded and gets batshit crazy which i love i love that i love that it's like oh you think it you think you're just this like (laughs) you know a secret agent dude and then it's like oh no you're like a clone of a clone who's can who's uh and everyone's a superhero yeah (laughs) one guy is a tank uh it's great um so yeah number five metal gear solid snake eater the remake that's not out yet the remake that's not out yet. Fantastic choice. Uh, I, I think it might... I go back and forth between this and number one being my favorite, but I also love two and four, so I, I'm unreliable. What about your number four, Stevens? Number four is a game that uh, I think was made for me specifically or something. Because uh, when I tell people about this game, they're like, ah, I don't know, maybe not, maybe not for me. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost Ooh. of Tsushima is so good. It's such a beautiful, uh, fun game, open world, and satisfying in a way like um, stuff in Ghost of Tsushima is meant to be found. Like they want you to find it, and they're very like. Uh, it's very like generous system uh in, in where other games i feel like it's like like there's some shit in elden ring where i'm like how the fuck could you possibly know to do these <laughs> specific things to find this one dude off in the you know like whereas ghost of tsushima is like no they want you to do everything they really do like they they want you to see that whole game and god damn it i did it's one of the only games i have platinumed um ever i think um i think it's if if there's only if i have one critique on the game not a, not enough bits not almost no bits need kind of like takes itself <laughs> maybe a little too seriously but 
as far as like immersion goes, um, I think like help helps, I guess. If you like like feudal era Japan and samurais and you think that type of shit is cool, no game does it better. Um, and I think the the story of like the birth of the ninja, uh, which yeah, little seven year old me is just like, oh, this this is the this was made for me. Uh, this was <laughs> it just scratches all the itches <laughs> of shit I thought was cool at ten, and then I think gameplay wise executed for the adult version of me masterfully. I think uh, um, where Sekiro and FromSoft is like super hard and like such so challenging. Ghost of Tsushima has like a tiny little learning curve, and then once you learn it, you feel like a samurai in that world, constantly changing stances to match like who you're fighting against. Um, or you can play it as like a full stealthy uh, person too, um, or an archer. Like you can kind of, it's like you can go through that game how you want as well, which I think is incredible. Um, I love that game. I can't wait for a, a sequel or something. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful game. Ghost of Tsushima, pretty, number four. Pretty magnificent. Uh, yeah. yeah, very, very special uh, title that was like, it has a moment early in that game where uh, where it caused me to go, whoa, just because something was so beautiful on yeah. screen. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, Mikey, mm-hmm. for sharing your number four, Ghost of Tsushima. Jacques, how about yours? Final Fantasy Tactics. Ooh. I love the tactics RPG genre. It's probably my number one. I love it so much. And this is kind of a boring pick, but uh, I love this. And I'll also lightly include Tactics Ogre, which I think is also a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. I kind of think of them together. Um, this also has that degree of customization that I love. You can play it so many ways. I haven't even played with all the classes, even though I've beaten the game a couple times. The abilities are really fun. I also love the story. It's like super dark. Definitely not enough bits. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, like it's kind of like pre Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones style narrative with like palace intrigue, twists, betrayals. Also like a, I guess Tactics Ogre does this more, but there's like kind of a genocide component. Oh wow! That's super dark. Um, but there's like there's just one scene in Final Fantasy Tactics that like is one of the reasons why I love it. It's so charming. There's this like you watch a, like a very low res polygon character reveal they're holding a sword while another character is talking, and you see him like sneak behind the character talking <laughs> and stab them in the back. And like watching this at like such low resolution is so charming. It's like kind of funny in like uh-huh. the wrong way, but it's the best. Uh, it's definitely from like a slower era, 1996, I want to say, um, where you like spend a lot of time in menus and like reading what different things do and that sort of thing. But I love it. It's so fun. So awesome. I'll play it forever. Wow. I, sh- I knew there was at least got- we had to have a tactics game. I know we just talked about Starcraft too, which is, a, it, it's a different tactic, uh, a genre ba- of tactics. Baldur's but- Gate is also has tactics style battles. Yeah. You're, you're you're doing what we would hope you would do on this <laughs> yeah. episode. I'm giving the the non-existent fans what they want. Absolutely. Uh, and, and they exist. Uh, Courtney, <laughs> your number four, please. Okay, so I I realized something. Um, I, I did something. I 
lumped together pretty much all the games that, that I've talked about on this podcast uh, in order. So, <laughs> uh, this is another game that I've already talked about before um, in depth on this podcast. It's Death Store. Wow. Um, just, cool. oh my God, gorgeous. Everything about the game is gorgeous. It's beautiful to look at. It's beautiful to listen to. It's a beautiful story. Like, it's it's another game that it, it challenges you uh, without being overwhelming. Mm -hmm. uh, I cannot recommend it enough. It's uh, a game I think about regularly. The music just starts playing in my head sometimes. That sounded weird. Uh, you know what I mean. I understand. Um, it's uh, it's one of my. It really is one of my favorite like soundtracks. It's this amazing juxtaposition of like stressful gameplay with like beautiful uh, like aesthetics. Um, I it's cheeky. It's charming. Um, it's thoughtful. It's everything. It's it's so so good. I love it very much. Uh, I am so I can't believe so the. Here's what I have to say once I can gather my words and thoughts. See, Stevens, I'm not coherent at all today. Uh, Mist was one that you brought on. The other two, I just, like, reached out and asked you if you had played these, like The Last Guardian and Death's Door. So I'm amazed that they happen to be not just games you played but very special to you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I Death think Store. one of them I think I was kind of annoyed. I was like, <laughs> you were I think you reached out to the group and you were like, has anybody played Death's Door? And I was like, oh, I've played Death's Door. And I think I followed <laughs> up with you and was like, are we are you talking about Death's Door? Because I have things to say about it. Um and yeah, that's it's so good. It's just so good. Uh I know it's like a it's a newer game. I also sort of agree with Mikey on this, where games are getting better. Mm -hmm. Um and so that was something I felt like a little <laughs> self-conscious about. I was like, I feel like like a lot of my favorite games came out in the last like five years. Um only but yeah, this better. one I think it came out in 2021, and it's it's so good. It's so good. Play it. Love the little crow game. It, <sighs> yes. it is uh, one you of the best games crow. I've played this year. It's so good. I'm so glad you liked it and wanted to talk about it. Yeah, you – go ahead. I was going to say, I remember Mikey on the end of the year list for Video Games, a comedy show, when there was best new character, just referred to him as that little crow fella. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always thought that was very charming. That was charming. Uh, I liked it. Yeah, that guy. episode – that episode is behind the paywall that Courtney uh, and Oscar Montoya and I did earlier. I think it was – in June that we did that. So mm -hmm. um, those of you who are patrons, you know where to find that. Uh, it's on the $10 DJ Dode tier. And those of you who aren't and interested, uh, check it out. You might like it. Um, how about your number three, Courtney, while we're here? Okay. Uh, my number three, I feel a little weird about having on my list. Um, but <laughs> according... <laughs> I wondered, I wondered if it would be. Uh, but like, and I really didn't think, this was like kind of a last minute change, but I just, I had to put aside a, an aspect of it um, because it fits enough other things on my rubric that I was like, it deserves to be, it's Hades. It's Hades. Yeah. Number three is Hades. Hell it's, yeah. If I had nothing to do with that game, I still would have played it to shit. I still would uh, t have told everybody. I, you know, I didn't tell people about it because I was in it and that would be weird. Um, but if I wasn't in it, it's a game I would have been like, have you played this? You should play it. It's just 
like I literally have like a thousand hours in the game. I'm I'm Amazing. very good at it. It's very fun. I 100%ed it. Um, people have asked me for tips on how to play it. And I'm, you know, like they're like, oh, you did 30, 32 heat. I'm like, oh, I can give you some strats for that. Um, <laughs> so it's, it, yeah, like it's a fun beautiful game that I'm so lucky to be a part of. That part of it is still so surreal for me. But truly, I've said this before, if I had nothing to do with that game, I would still love it very much. Um, it's so incredible. there, I did it. It's an it, amazing uh, game. Yeah, yeah. I, I, put it, I put it on there. I think if you were to make, if there was like an objective list of the top 10 best games of the last decade, uh, that game is probably on there. Oh, it's got to uh, be, for it sure. Is, yeah. Just, so well revered and yeah you're and also like you you know you do incredible performances as both dusa and aphrodite so yeah. hats off to you kid okay thank you that's enough of that no <laughs> all right we'll, we'll never talk about it again unless it comes up um all right jock how about your number three um second mention not the last mention i'm sure slay the spire Ooh. Uh, could have been number one. Um, it's my most played game of the last three years. I I love board games, and I love more than that. I love card games more than that. I love deck builders, and this non-board game card game one is the best one. It's maybe the most fun game ever made. Um, there's I don't know. We could talk about it forever. One thing I will say though is that I feel like they made this choice that instead of balancing the game to death. To making it super equal they instead were like what if we make things really powerful and cool and you come across wild combinations that feel game breaking yeah like it like <laughs> they they just made all the right choices i agree with mikey they didn't need to bother with story at all uh but i mean like what are you gonna do uh the mechanics are the best it's the most fun game i love it yeah the that game i've also had i probably played like 30 hours of slay the spire not as much as any of you but it's rookie those, numbers. Yeah, I, <laughs> I really need to pick it up. It's uh, one of those classic just one more match games. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So uh, great on so, a treadmill. Really oh, good on a treadmill. Oh, dang. No, that's a tip. Walking uh, when you're walking. Oh, I'll be sprinting backwards. Um, just standing on the treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mikey Stevens, hit us with your number three, please. Oh, I will, baby. And uh, also... Uh, you didn't say anything about awards, but I'm going to go ahead and give myself the uh, basic bitch list award of the Ooh, pod. Ooh, congrats. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, because all my picks are basic. And you know what? I don't care. I'm leaning in, baby. Uh, hey, I have two N64 Zeldas in my top three, so you're okay. <laughs> uh, great. Uh, number three, uh, Breath of the Wild. The oh. Breath of the Wild. Uh, you want to feel... Hey, hey, uh, adult man, you want to feel like you're 10 again? Play Breath of the Wild. Hey, yeah. uh, grown-up person, you don't think the world is full of wonder and beauty? Play Breath of the Wild. <laughs> hey, anybody? You like One more. You like caves? You play Breath of the Wild. <laughs> uh, Breath of the Wild is a masterpiece. Um it is uh it is an incredible incredible game um yeah do i do i need to talk about breath of the wild do we you don't have to? to um definitely also shout out the co-op episode uh if you want to hear me 
the first Talk- ever co-op Talk- episode. Okay, let's go. Yes, first ever which- co-op episode. Go check that out. Um, yeah, we talked at yeah, length we sp- about this game. We spun that into the first episode of the Legend of Zelda Games Club, which you can hear for free on the Super NPC Games Club feed. So there's a link in the show notes to the feed. But for those of you out there, our legacy games clubs, including our Metal Gear Solid, which is coming out next, and the entire Zelda feed is on there now. So go and listen to me, Mikey, Heather Woodward, and Nick Limo and talk about Breath of the Wild. That's great. Uh, Well... Before we turn it around and head to Jacques, let's get your number two, Mikey. Number two. Uh, let's just get straight to it. Skyrim. Skyrim oh, at my. two. Uh, Skyrim is I one of the most hilarious games when it came out because I didn't own a console. So what that meant was I had like three different games going on three different friends' consoles. <laughs> <laughs> and I... And uh, would uh, <laughs> very, very shamelessly be like, hey, man, I'm going to come over and play Skyrim on your uh, <laughs> on your 360 or whatever. Uh, was it 360? I don't remember what it was at the time. But, 360 um, I, yeah, and PS3. Because yeah. I did not have a console. But um, uh, I... That is another that falls into the same category, which I think uh, Baldur's Gate scratches this itch where it's like you will play that game differently every single time. Every single time you go into it and you're doing it different. You can make your build different. You can find new stuff. You just walk in a direction. It has it's like kind of describe it's similar. uh, It scratches a similar itch that I think Breath of the Wild does where it's like. It's like it's dark, weird cousin where it's like the, everything's gritty and horrible in Skyrim and everything's like lovely and beautiful in Breath of the Wild. But it has the same thing of like if you walk in a direction, you're going to find something. You're going to find a, a quest or a cave or a something. You'll just you find stuff in Skyrim. Wait, they got caves, too? Oh, my God. Boy, do they. Uh, yeah. probably too many. That and if I if if there is a pushback on Skyrim, there's something that I do talk about it. There are moments of like where it's like, oh man, this is really nice. Just a dreary w- world, just yes. like kind of a you know like a gloomy place. Uh, where, uh, I think yeah, Breath of the Wild is beautiful. You want to just be in that world. You want to just live in there. Skyrim, after a while, you're like, all right, I gotta get out of this gloomy little town. Um, playing playing Skyrim too much can give you seasonal depression. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> um, but that being said, infinitely replayable. I can't believe uh, it's one of those games like still feels. Uh, it's done so well that it still feels new. You could play it right now, and it still feel. And it came out in two thousand eleven. Um, that being said. This game's gonna be replaced by Starfield, and I mark my words, uh, it will take this spot on this list. I am very confident that the people who made Skyrim are gonna make a better game. I'm uh, glad you put more uh, pressure. Oh on Starfield. yeah, let's that go. game does not have enough pressure on it to like gonna, save an entire console. They're gonna deliver. Other things. <laughs> they're gonna deliver. You, you, you just called your Xbox that you got your Starfield machine, so no <laughs> pressure. <Yeah. laughs> better it better uh, uh wonderful choice yeah, uh, 
this was on my original top 10 list for my first episode for the first episode but it's it's in my first three that's off the top 10 but any another day it could be on there Mm -hmm. uh jacques what about your number two I'm going to award myself the Insufferable Hipster Award. Uh, I'm actually, as I talk about this, just picture me wearing like a Jesus and Mary chain shirt. I'm like pushing mm-hmm. my long hair back behind my ears. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to say my my second favorite game, I think, of all time is Tetris. Wow. Uh, nice. I think it's the best game mechanic. It has the best difficulty curve. It's not the only game that gets faster as you progress but it's like a perfect difficulty challenge um i it's a game where you can't think while playing it at a certain point and your body just takes over mm-hmm. which i think is like impossible to purposely create something that does that but the game does that it's meditative if your meditations give you stress nightmares <laughs> um I think Tetris 99 is like an incredible evolution of the game, and I love that. Uh, the theme, which is beloved the world over, is still underrated to me. It's so cool. I mean, like, I don't know if I should be supporting a Russian folk song at in the year 2023, but, you know. I say do it! <laughs> uh, anyway, love it, Tetris. Incredible. Uh, I... I was looking at your, you know, your empty last two slots, and I was like, "What could this be?" And I don't know why I didn't guess Tetris would be there. Uh, Courtney, your number two, if you please. My number two is another tie. Uh, <gasps> Yay! <laughs> because I'm bad games. at making choices. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a uh, Portal and Portal Two. Oh, uh, you know, they're perfect games. They're so good. I can replay them so many times. Uh, again, I love a puzzle. I love sitting and having to figure some things out. I love some charming, like, witty, di- like, just the writing is so good. Um, all of you know how much I love it because you had to deal with a uh, sketch I wrote about Portal. Um, <laughs> right. Thank you Classic. so much. A, um, whole, a whole episode <laughs> yet to be released of you playing GLaDOS. Yes. Incredible. Yeah. It's, uh, they're, they're great. They're perfect games uh i will it's a game i'm both of them are games i'm happy to pick up at any time and play and i still you know giggle and i still uh love the world and they're just they're just perfect games so the portals mm-hmm. hard agree with you mm-hmm. it is hard to choose between those two i'll i'll save any chat about them just in case but courtney we find ourselves at your final game, your first, your, I guess, technically, what at this moment I th- think is supposed to be your favorite game of all time? Yeah. Yeah. No pressure. Um, yeah. So it's a game we've already talked a lot about <laughs> today. <laughs> it's Slay the Spire. Oh, She's my number one. Shit. She's my number one. Um, wow. I don't know what girl. else there is to say about it, but she's perfect. She's a perfect game. Again, I, you know, at first I like thought I'd care about the story and the fact that I'm perfectly happy, like 
throwing a narrative on on the back burner just because I want to focus on getting like the perfect deck. I love I love deck builders. Um, it's such a brain worm. It's so funny because it is one of those games that you're like, just one more run because in your head, a run is 20 minutes. But in reality, a run is like an hour. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there have been so many times where it's like three or four in the morning. And I'm like, no, I have to go to bed. Um, it's also like, I think it's a huge testament how many hours I've put into it, which is hundreds of hours. Uh, considering it, like I, it took me a very long time to actually slay the spire, but I was just having so much fun, like discovering the different cards and, you know, trying to go for different combos. Um, and the fact that I lost so many times and was still happy to come back, I think is, um, amazing and wonderful. So slay the spire. She's my number one. I love it. Uh, do you have a favorite class to play as or to start as? I love the, okay, if you had asked me this a couple months ago, I would have said the defect. Um, I think the defect <laughs> is is very, it, it is very fun, but the most satisfying is the ironclad, I think. Like, mm. you can get, like, those are the, that's the one where if you get, like, the right combo of cards and you have, if you have, like, a slim enough deck, it's just, like, <gasps> num, 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 so delicious. <laughs> like, oh when god. you can, like, stack that strength, the, oh. oh my god, and you have that card that, like, turns your strength, like, increases your strength by, like, f- a multiplier of five, yeah. and it's just... You take away 280 it's, or whatever. Yes, it's yeah. so yummy. It's so good. But yeah. defect, um, I mean, having all those orbs is just uh, delicious. I think Watcher is a little too easy. Uh, still happy to play it. And I mean, Silence great. Playing with Poison. Uh, Jacques and I were talking about this last night. You said you're more of a Shiv guy. I like I like Poison. Mm-hmm. I like going with the Poison Me archetype too. for poison. that. But anyway, I guess my answer right now is ironclad. It's just so like you either with ironclad you either like die pretty quick trying to do something so then you can start again or it's just like so satisfying. Mm. So like yeah. ah, it all comes together and then you do big murder. Um I love it. I love it. It's it's fun hearing that Jacques is a Shiv guy because I find myself more of a Wamscans. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Courtney, your number one was Slay the Spire. We'll go. Ahead, we'll count down from uh, ten to one uh, at the end, uh, just so we can all say our lists again. Jacques, it's time for your alleged favorite game of all time. Yeah, this is not. Uh Working in a court of law. Okay, um, <laughs> my number one has also been discussed a bunch, and it's Portal. Ah, I, uh, I'm picking the original. If I was down to repeat games, I would have put Portal Two on here as well. Yeah. But I will say that playing Portal for the first time back in 2007, when the Orange Box came out, was the single best experience I've ever had playing a video game. Wow, like, it's the single best thing of all time. The way the game pretends to be this ugly, storyless puzzle game, and then turns out to not be that is genuine art it's it was the first time i realized that video games can be more like video games had been great stories that's awesome that's super valid they can also be really fun digital toys which is also valid but it was the first time i realized a game could do something that other media could not like other media like movies can't tell this portal story other Mm -hmm. things could not tell this story and i think it's so funny the part where you have to burn the companion cube is one of the funniest like story moments in all of video games. It's so sad. Uh, I love Portal so much. Yeah, it's a, it's a masterpiece. Uh, it was so fun talking to you 
and and Mikey and Jeremy about both of the games last year uh, on the co-op series. But Portal's your number one. Mikey, I'm going to need you to take us home, pal, and give us your favorite game of all time. Easy. Tetris. Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) Gotta be Tetris. Yeah, baby. Gotta be a video game ass video game, as I like to call them. <laughs> uh, hard, hard, uh, hard spot. Um, it was between Portal or Tetris. Wow. Uh, and Tetris, I think um, I can't live without my Tetris, man. Um, it is something that I always come back to. In some form or another, um, it also somehow manages to keep coming back. You know, like it is one of those that's like, oh, Tetris ninety nine. Oh my god, I love I love Tetris again. Um, and I think it's yeah, it's something that like we'll keep playing Tetris till till the end of time. Um, yeah. Portal is one of those I. We'll never see another portal. I've made peace with that. Mm, it's sad to yeah. me, um, but I think that's where my, uh, I guess my decision was made, was like, I love portal, but we'll never get another one. And, and we don't, I don't need one. I don't need Can one. we just but cut the podcast right there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't need another one, but, uh, <clears throat> but I, wish, I wish we would get another one. Um, that being said, sure. Tetris, easy Easy, easy number one pick. The most wow. video game-ass video game you will ever play in your life. Um, yeah, that's it. Incredible. Uh, well, folks, let's go ahead and right before we do just a few honorable mentions for ourselves, we'll go ahead and uh, count down our 10 to 1. Mikey, will you count down your 10 to 1 for us once again? We got a number 10, GTA San Andreas. Number 9, Mario Odyssey. Number eight, Valheim. Number seven, Slay the Spire. Number six, Terraria. Five is Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater, the remake that's not out yet. Number four (laughs) is Ghost of Tsushima. Three, Breath of the Wild. Two, Skyrim. One, video game-ass video game, Tetris. Gorgeous. Jacques, will you count down for us? Number 10, Papers, Please. Number 9, Super Mario 64. Number 8, Celeste. Number 7, Baldur's Gate 3. Number 6, Dark Souls. Number 5, StarCraft 2. Four, Final Fantasy Tactics. Three, Slay the Spire. Two, Tetris. Number one, Portal. Gorgeous. And Courtney, will you count down your list for us? Okay, number 10 was a tie between Inside and Last of Us. Nine was the original PS2 God of War. Did you swap your spots? Oh, yeah, sorry. Oopsies. I did. I Actually, okay, sorry. No, no uh, if, you, if, you, if it's already changed, let us know. No, no. I changed that <laughs> at the beginning of the episode before oh, I started talking. Gotcha. That was the last minute, so I'm looking at old information. Oh, my God. That's so embarrassing. Sorry. Number 10. PS2, God of War. Uh, number nine was a tie between Inside and Last of Us. Uh, eight was Stardew Valley. Seven, Unpacking. Six, Mist. Five, The Last Guardian. Four, Death's Door. Three, Hades. Two, a tie between the portals. And one, Slay the Spire. Gorgeous. Those are our top ten lists for our three wonderful guests here. Um, I'm going to open it up real quick for any honorable mentions for for anybody. Uh, I'll go ahead and kick us off. Uh, The next, I've got three games that are just outside my top ten, so I'll name those for now. 
Uh, the first of which, well, Skyrim, which is also on Steven's list, is one that was on there previously for me. It, like a game that I've, I could just live in that world. Don't even need to like have a goal and can just have a good time. Uh, I'm so excited for uh, for Starfield as well. Uh, a game that I just played for the first time, uh, Grim Fandango. Have any of you three played this game? No. This old point and click adventure. I no. didn't think so. Uh, it's it's a it's a very comedy focused point and click adventure. Uh, absolutely amazing setting, music. We just did a co op episode about it, so I don't have to, any more to say. Uh, and then last was my favorite Mario Kart game, Mario Kart DS. That's on there as well in my honorable mentions. So fucked up. It's, it's a crime, pretty much. Uh, what about you, folks? Uh, uh, Jacques, do you have any honorable mentions? I do. Uh, Into the Breach, mm. uh, Disco Elysium. Hades, no. uh, Tecmo Super Bowl, oh, uh, nice. NBA Jam, nice. Uh, which those were NBA Jam at one point was the most fun video game that existed, mm-hmm. hands down. Uh, Final Fantasy VI, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two, SimCity Two Thousand, and Age of Empires Two. Gorgeous, basically like a, a eleven through twenty list right there. Uh, yeah, really. Courtney, do you have any honorable mentions? Yeah, I uh, I do. Um, okay, we've got Untitled Goose Game. Ooh, uh, <laughs> uh, the only reason it didn't make the top is because I didn't actually finish it, but uh, that game is kind of, it just really embodies like my chaotic nature. Your silly um, little gooseness? I, my silly little gooseness. <laughs> um, Dream Daddy. Oh, wow. Amazing. Oh, I, I highly that. recommend it. I want to play it. You will love it. It's very fun. It's sweet. It's great. It's It was so much better than I expected uh like i thought it was mostly just going to be like cheeky and and saucy but it's it's got everything it's got it's got it's got everything i i don't want to say too much about it you should play it um nobody saves the world doom the original doom uh from like 1993 or 1995 or whatever uh mario kart 8 i also had tetris um GTA 3 was mm. a was a formative game for me. I never actually like played any of the missions. It was I would just play with my friend in middle school and we would see who could get to five stars the fastest and then last the that longest with five stars. And we <laughs> that is the correct way to yeah, play. You did it right. Uh yeah, I am pretty sure I was the best at it. Um PT is also on there. Whoa. And you get wow. the insufferable you get the uh, insufferable hipster award actually. Yes. When you said that, I was like, I can absolutely. <laughs> I was like, can I be very annoying about this? I can. But yeah, PT was just such a fun experience. Like, I think Mikey and I played it, not 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 this Mikey, my Mikey. Um mm-hmm. played it like in the middle of the night. Uh and we were like screaming like like children <laughs> playing it. There's just one part where like a face shows up when you open a door and it's terrifying. It's like seared into my brain, um, and it's the reason we still my uh, my husband will never get rid of our PS4 is because it is on there. So, yep, PT. I think that that covers my honorable mentions. Wonderful. And uh, Mikey, what about you? All right, we got Starcraft, Portal, World of Warcraft, Chrono Trigger, Diablo, mm. Pokemon, Final Fantasy VII, NBA 2K, Mario Kart, NBA Jam, Hades, Fight Night Round Two, Skate Three. Ooh. Counter Strike and Team Fortress Two. That's what a collection of games, folks! That's gonna go ahead and do it for uh, top ten favorite games part two. 
with our wonderful guests here. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Before we go and I do a slew of plugs for the podcast, I'm going to go ahead and pivot to our guests one last time uh, for plugs on the way out. Uh, Jacques, uh, thank you for being, first of all, thank you for doing this. It's always a pleasure to talk video games with you, buddy. Uh, Do you have anything you want to plug on the way out? Um, I, I would really like it if you didn't thank Mikey and Courtney when you get to them and that was just like a special thing for mm. us <laughs> not sure I'm gonna do that but uh, I'll consider it okay alright uh, I'm still in the same place as earlier in the episode at Jockness Monster on Instagram um, and, right, and those erotic thrillers you know there's gonna be a new one um, y'all just check Gosh, I can't wait. Uh, Mikey Stevens, thank you as well for being here. Gosh, it's been a while. Uh, Man, episode two. Remember that? Uh, What do you have to plug today? Uh, Check me out on Instagram at Mikey Loves Mikey. And I'm on TikTok, uh, Tiki Mikey Talkie. Gorgeous. And And, Courtney Harold is a pleasure. Oh, yes. And Harold Knight. Come out to Harold Knight, UCB. See bitchin'. Yeah, if you if you come every week out of the month, there's a chance you could see me or Mikey <laughs> yeah. four weeks it's in a row. I don't think dice. we're paired together. Yeah, uh, Courtney Vinay's a pleasure as always. Uh, what do you have to plug today? Um, well, I uh, I'm still a silly little goose, and um, I still believe in friendship. And that we should all just jump onto the friendship and sail away into the sunset together. And um, yeah, I guess check out my my Twitch, twitch.tv slash Cortenberry. Gorgeous. Folks, that'll do it for this episode of Call Me By Your Game. And here are some plugs from me, your host. The cover art of this show is done by Glenn J. You can find him and his great work on Instagram at Glenn with two N's dot J-A-Y. This show is produced edited and the original music is by jeremy schmidt you can give him a thank you or even a tip of your cap by listening to his show video games a comedy show wherever you get your podcasts uh you can check out this show uh all over social media uh i'm also on social media on twitter instagram and blue sky uh you can check me out on herald night on twitch at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69 and lastly is uh you can check us out on patreon if you love the show and you got a few extra bucks to spare and you want to support us uh and get a ton of bonus content by supporting us, you can do that at patreon.com slash supernpcradio, where you can hear a bunch of episodes about many of the games we discussed today with all of these people, uh, and including our our weekly games club. Uh, Basically, if you subscribe at the $10 tier, uh, you get three bonus episodes a week. That's 12 a month. It's a ton of bonus crap. I think you're going to like it. Uh, And of course, check out our games club, uh, which is in the free feed, Super NPC Games Club. Uh, to listen to some of that as well. That'll go ahead and do it. For this episode of Call Me By Your Game, we will see you on the next one. Yeah.